Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash musicals with cheese and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a free trial today and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash musicals with cheese. Also, a huge special thanks to our patrons at Patreon. Our current patrons are John Donna, Stephanie L, and Terry Needleman. They give us a little extra financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. If you would like to join them in supporting us and get tons of fun perks such as patron-only commentaries and Andrew and I are doing a Cats commentary very soon that'll be posted there, only available to Patreon donators, so... I can't wait to find out what what Cats is about. We're gonna do that together as a team. So, if you want to see that, start donating on Patreon. Also... You will get our episodes a few days ahead of time if you join in the fun at Patreon, so aren't you lucky? All right. Angie, do you want to talk about our affiliate link? Our affiliate link is for Amazon. It's in the description. Um, And basically, you click that link, you go to Amazon, you buy anything you want. We're going to get a portion of that because you love us and love to support us. It doesn't cost you any extra. You're just supporting us for buying things you're going to buy anyways. So do it. Just do it. All right, guys, let's get. What's even the argument? There's not not even selling you anything. You're going to buy it anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get on to the real show, folks. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater more. And boy, is he a. you're doing a real good job with this like in musical theater thing. You're really you're really killing it today. You asked to do more Muppet material. Yeah, I meant good good Muppet material. You did not specify. I we were gonna do it in order. You said that. You broke your <laughs> promise, Jess. This is a betrayal. This is treason. You're going to the ninth circle of hell. We. <laughs> <laughs> I have reported you to the cyber police. You've been reported, and they take this shit seriously, okay? This is this is high treason. <laughs> I've backtraced it! <laughs> Jess, what the, what the fuck are we talking about today, Jess? How about you tell the people? Today we are covering the Muppets Wizard of Oz. Oh, no... Something right, everything looking up, future shining bright. Gotta get a message out, send it loud and clear. There is a reason why I specifically fast track this one, yeah, and it's not a very good reason. So, I was looking through the Wikipedia page for the Muppets Wizard of Oz because it is something I distinctly remember watching as a kid on ABC on its premiere date. And then I realized the music and songs were written by Michael Giacchino, famous. Academy Award winning composer from Up and Ratatouille and all the Star Trek remakes and a bunch of other things. Ooh, Star Trek. And yeah, and he made us all cry during the Married Life segment of Up and he his one of his earliest jobs was writing songs for the Muppets Wizard of Oz and as far as I can find he's not written any other real songs since then. 
so these are his only works with uh words and singing yes and boy 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 <laughs> i'm sure there's a reason he stopped writing those huh the muppets wizard of oz is a 2005 american canadian fantasy television film directed by kirk thatcher starring ashanti and the muppets with supporting roles done by jeffrey Taymor, quinn tarantino david al greer and queen latifah it takes place right after the disney bought the muppets in 2004 and it was the first thing they did really after owning wholesale from jim henson company ah uh, great <laughs> great job disney uh, they took inspiration from the books as opposed to the mgm film because disney doesn't have the rights and as with every preceding muppets film the muppets wizard of oz became a musical and included five new songs written and composed by michael giacchino how did disney not have the rights didn't didn't disney have a theme park based on mgm that was a collaborative they were still two separate entities Okay. Same with the Muppets. That's the reason. But they couldn't. The Muppets. They couldn't convince them to get the rights for this. One, for this, they were kind of in difficult time because currently Disney MGM Studios is not called that. Is I think it's called Disney Hollywood Studios yes. or something like that because of the tumultuous. I thought it was because MGM went under or something like that. That also happened. Yeah. So the reviews to this show were very negative um, catastrophic yes um a lot of reviewers said it was too dull and just kid stuff and other reviewers said that it is dangerously off course due to an excess of sexual content and violence referential humor to the marriage of jennifer lopez um girls gone wild the passion of the christ apocalypse now and kill bill volume two was just seen as too mature and a lot of the cameos felt pointless to a lot of folks. But Andrew, what was your overall impression of the Muppets Wizard of Oz? And how does it compare to the other two Wizard of Oz properties we've covered before this? I would have rather seen a Kermit the Frog as Jesus Christ, Passion of the Christ. That would have been a better film. The Muppets Passion of the Christ! Urgh, stop it! And and it's Swedish ship. That would be an instant classic. On the other hand, this... Um, no, I hated this. <laughs> but you love the Muppets. You really do. You said that before. It doesn't have the Muppet sense of humor at all, I don't think. It's like, it's like Disney bought the Muppets, but they didn't buy their soul. Like, they just bought the skin. <laughs> <laughs> so, this film is something of my childhood and there are some elements i remember haunting me very specifically what, what's that uh one of them was the melting of the wicked witch which is just <laughs> horrifying <looking. laughs> yeah it's like oh i'm just getting skinnier and then monster another was the decapitation of kermit where he's like dismembered all over the ground and shit they did that with all the Muppets, didn't it they? It was horrifying. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't feel like a Muppet movie at all. Despite the Muppets very much being in it. Plus, you got, like, whoever the hell Ashanti is. Just Ashanti, I'm sure she's a very talented, whatever maybe. she is, performer. But she is not a charismatic performer, and she does not have comedic timing that suits the Muppets at all. Yeah. Also, it was, like, painfully obvious that... They didn't have a budget on this. At least not a good budget. <laughs> like, you'll notice that, like, there'll be, like, dance scenes with the Muppets, but they don't show their feet. They just have tapping sounds. <laughs> it's like, 
come on. I mean, it's a TV movie, yeah. Why is this a TV movie as well? Like, you bought The Muppets, which is a pretty decent-sized property, and the first thing you're going to do with it is a fucking TV movie? Disney, like, come yeah. on. It, it, I... I don't know what to say about this. Like, I'm baffled that it existed. I remember watching it as a kid and being super excited because I'm like, I love The Wizard of Oz and the Muppets make me laugh. Yay, I can't wait. And then it's horrifying. It's bad and just terrible. Compared to Wicked, Wicked is just a fucking masterpiece compared to this. Uh, and Wicked's pretty good. So, I mean, that's not a fair comparison at all. Um, Even but... The Woodsman is a... Like, I love The Woodsman, but this takes more elements... F- from the book the same way that the woodsman does like it takes the basic premise of the woodsman and puts it to gonzo's tin man the woodsman has more mainstream appeal than the muppets wizard of oz (laughs) isn't that weird (laughs) (laughs) you know the woodsman never mentioned his nipples the woodsman is a better representation of the jim henson company than the muppets wizard of oz It is a better Muppet property, yes. (laughs) Oh, we love you, Edward. Come back on our show. (laughs) For real, though, this is fucking garbage. Can we talk about how it opens? Can we please talk about how it opens? Yeah, I feel like this is the closest. This is the first podcast we're ever going to do that feels like a fucking nostalgia critic episode because we're just going to go through this. I cannot wait for us to have a guest on who like does really bad stuff and then we get in a lot of trouble for it. Yeah, we'd get in trouble. Okay, yeah, the opening to this is hot fucking garbage. It starts with a song called Kansas. When it first started, I thought I had purchased the wrong movie. (laughs) (laughs) It is overexposed disgusting looking and it later becomes obvious they're trying to do the black and white thing from the mgm film but they're just desaturating kansas yeah the song is bad oh my god and it's visually like visual aids good pun there (laughs) oh like it is overexposed ugly like do you want me to just do a dramatic reading of the lyrics absolutely give us your best dramatic reading of the lyrics all right here's the chorus sometimes you gotta get out of kansas and sometimes you gotta take your chances because no one ever made it just waiting around for the big fancy men menace to in the two-bit town and one thing i know is crystal clear I gotta get out of here. And picture that, but it's the worst 2004 pop song you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> I think the fact that this is just trapped in 2004. <laughs> you know what this movie, like the opening especially, it feels like like That's So Raven or like some Disney Channel show. This is <laughs> It does, but at least the Disney Channel shows or movies have a little bit of heart to it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, like, I, I would honestly, I think I'd rather watch High School Musical than this. Like, really? Not an exaggeration. 
<laughs> High School Musical, the characters have arcs, it takes its story seriously, it has stakes. Yeah, and it doesn't, like, horrifically ruin the Muppets. <laughs> it doesn't ruin the Wizard of Oz and the Muppets in one... Yeah, just in one, in one swoop. Go. They're taking as many targets down as they can. They're like, uh, Wizard of Oz, uh, the Muppets, all it's pop music from 2000s. <laughs> It's, 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 take them all down. <laughs> Ashanti plays Dorothy Gale. She goes back to her diner where Aunt Elm and Uncle Henry are, as played by Queen Latifah and David Allen Greer, respectively. And this is not the last time David Allen Greer is in a Wizard of Oz property, because later he played the Cowardly Lion in NBC's The Wiz. Fun fact. And, and that is much better than this, I will say that. That's excellent. I'm glad that freaking this guy gets his redemption arc. So she wants to become a famous singer. And that's her that's her character arc, is she wants to be a famous singer. And so she so goes she, to audition for the Muppets. This is the, the weirdest thing. <laughs> so she goes to audition for the Muppets, who are real. They're just celebrities in this world. Like, Herb the Frog is so, a big celebrity. I thought what it was going to do is, like, when she goes to Oz, the Muppets are there because the Muppets are, like, this fantasy thing. But no, the Muppets are real in real life. And in the five seconds she spends with the Muppets, um, they reference both Girls Gone Wild and Napster. Yes, Napster. There was a Napster reference. Miss Piggy says she's going to get her album off of Napster. That's an obscure member, Barry, that is. Remember the Napster? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then Dorothy goes home angry that she didn't get the part that she wanted. Okay, also, uh, the Muppets talking about Girls Gone Wild is not okay. <laughs> Maybe if it was, like, Chickens Gone Wild or something like that, like, if they did one of those. But no, like, just straight up Girls Gone Wild, me picturing the Muppets watching that or knowing of that existing, not okay. <laughs> yeah, so Dorothy goes home, her par- her. Uncle Henry and Aunt Em are like, where you been, Dorothy? And she's like, I'm never going to be a star. Then a twister comes and she's like, oh, no, I've got to save my pet um, prawn, Toto. And then she basically almost gets killed. She gets flung away to Oz. And her prawn is now literally the worst Muppet, Pepe. Pepe the King Prawn. Is this his first appearance? I don't think so. I think he appeared probably in uh, Muppets in Space. I remember him being in Muppets in Space. The first two Muppets we're introduced to are both garbage, like, 80s Muppets, I think. Like, Muppets that are not good. Because we're introduced to Pepe... And then Rizzo the Rat, who I think are both, like, newer Muppets that are both terrible. Yeah, either way, Pepe is the worst Muppet. She gets out, the Munchkins are all Rizzo the Rat creatures, and Miss Piggy comes down as Galinda, and also as the Wicked Witch of the East, which she crushes, and then we get to watch the Wicked Witch of the East slowly die. Is this the, the most screen time the Wicked Witch of the East has ever received in any Wizard of Oz property? Uh, Wicked. Wicked? Which which one was the Wicked Witch of the East? Nessa Rose. I don't remember that character. What did she do? Dude, she was in the wheelchair. <laughs> oh, she was the Wicked Witch of the East? Yes, she got crushed by a house. There's literally... There's a song <laughs> entitled The Wicked Witch of the East. Oh, shit. Did I forget about this whole section of that thing? <laughs> I watched that twice. <laughs> 
I'm starting to think the reason why Andrew doesn't like musicals is because he doesn't pay attention. I've watched that twice, and I I miss that. Okay, no, you're right, you're right. But, I mean, she's not really the Wicked Witch of the East. So that's wicked. That's like a fanfic. <laughs> It's a good fanfic, but yeah, that's fair. We didn't get to see her horribly die the way that we get to watch Miss Piggy's Wicked Witch of the East, the East horribly die. You know what, though? I will say, to some extent, it's cathartic, because I fucking hate Miss Piggy. Yeah. <laughs> you get to same. watch her die twice in this. <laughs> and both of them are horrible deaths where she's obviously in pain. I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> but if only it was Pepe. So they go down the yellow brick road as told by Glinda. And oh yeah, the munchkin said, hey, they owe, we owe you a favor. So if you need us, just call us. They sing a song. It, who cares? <laughs> who cares? That's a good point, Jess. I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> So they go down the Elbrick Road and they run across Kermit um, crucified and he mentions Passion of the Christ offhandedly. Yes. And I mean, that's totally a thing that I expected to hear from Kermit the Frog. Not only Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog as a scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Talking about Mel Gibson's classic anti-Semitic film, The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> 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 well, I guess this is what you expect when the Muppets are bought by Disney. They know that they do references. Yes. I, I think that's all they knew they did. References and cameos. Disney's like, we can do references and we can make them anti-Semitic as well. Kermit, like, is just like, I've got no brains. And she's like, oh, I'm going to see a wizard. Maybe he can give you brains. Yep. And then Kermit, like, kind of dances, but you can't see his legs because they have no budget. And then we move on. <laughs> Yeah, literally nothing happens in that scene. The most interesting reason to bring it up is the fact that they reference Passion of the Christ. Yep, that's really the only reason we talked about that part. Let's talk about this next scene, because this one is something near and dear to us, right? Since we've both seen yes. The Woodsman. <laughs> the Woodsman is a very good like musical, um, written by friend of the show, Edward W. Hardy, who... It's honestly been a really nice and kind supporter ever since, like, both personally and, like, of our show. But he's also a very nice and kind person. Yes, yes. And he unlike can play the, the violin very well. <laughs> yeah, unlike the people that made the Muppet Wizard of Oz, who took the story of the woodsman and turned it into Gonzo being a computer program that was like... <laughs> He was a man that asked the Wicked Witch of the West, like, can I have a day off? And then she turned him into tin so he can't have sex with a chicken. And so now he... <laughs> Andrew's laughing, but I'm not getting any of this plot wrong yet. It's, it's fucking so stupid and bad. <laughs> he can't have sex with a chicken because he turns into tin. And then his so nose no is heart. his cell phone. <laughs> yes, the Gonzo nose is his cell phone. And then Pepe goes up and is like, oh, what's this bolt on your chest? And he's like, oh, that's my nipple. And then Pepe freaks out because he touched homo panic. He touched the guy's nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like I didn't expect gay panic in a fucking Muppets movie. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for this blessing, Disney. <laughs> yes, Disney. You know what to do with your properties. <laughs> Where's Kevin Feige to run the Muppets? Everyone excited for Aladdin? 
Thanks, Disney. Can't okay. wait till Will Smith grabs Aladdin's nipple and then has gay panic. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. This is so bad. You're gonna, you guys okay. are gonna go watch this now. You're gonna think that this is hilarious. It's not funny. No, this is like the worst thing we've ever watched for this show. And we've watched Dear Evan Hansen and Rent. At least there's some redeeming qualities to those. Yes, this has nothing. This is literally nothing. This is just garbage. The one person that is kind of funny in this, he's like a- an abuser, so I can't even laugh at him. The wizard, Jeffrey Taymor. Like, he's sexually abused and, like, emotionally abused people. He's an asshole. Um, then they go into the woods and they meet Fozzie Bear, who is a cowardly lion, who yeah, oh, wants it. to be a comedian, <laughs> and he's got stage fright. Yeah, that's great. So they have to go over a bridge, and Statler and Waldorf are there, and they're not very funny. And then They don't even say anything funny, and they're, like, usually the funniest part of the Muppets sometimes. Like, they have really funny lines most of the time. Yeah, it's just insulting, and they're just not very good there. Yeah, all they do is just have in it's not funny it's like they couldn't they're like oh what if we have a scene where they just heckle them and and it just wasn't funny then they then they get into the poppy field which is a bar which i kind of like i think they took that from the film adaptation of the Wiz. uh this was interesting uh i liked seeing dr teeth i like the song they sang like i like the nap time song yeah i mean the problem is it wasn't a uh, electric mayhem song which they put him to sleep and then they they get out because of the rats. Which I think happened, like, there was, it was the rats in the original Frank Albaum book, but they mixed the munchkins and the rats together, which is as clever as this script got. Probably, yes. So, okay, uh, <laughs> let's just keep again, moving here. Let's not pretend that the Frank Albaum universe is, like, the be-all end-all because in one book there is a child named tip that is revealed at the end to actually be a princess and they just fucking change his gender on him oops <laughs> but even in the book he's like i don't really know if i want to be and she's like ah you'll be fine <laughs> and they just make the choice for him hey that reminds me of something we've seen recently Uh, Oh, yes. Hedwig and the Angry Inch was based on um, the Ozma of Oz. Uh, All musical theater is based on Wizard of Oz. It's good. All right. So they finally get to Oz. And here is one of the more nightmare inducing segments of the entire show. Okay, it starts out not too bad with the they have the beaker and uh, the professor. Yeah, I like that. And that stick worked. That stick worked. But they're just doing the stick that was from the Muppet show fucking in the 70s. So, <laughs> yeah, but at least it's not painful. Yes, they did it. OK, at the very least. But then they go in to see the wizard and holy fucking hell. <laughs> Okay, Fozzie goes in first and he gets heckled and basically nothing. That one's not that bad. That one's not that bad. But then then Gonzo goes in. I like they they (laughs) hedge us off, and then Gonzo is literally the worst thing I have ever seen on film. Oh my fucking god. So Gonzo walks in, and there is a CGI sexy lady as perf- as performed by the wizard, and he's like, you know what, like that that's fine, but I I like a girl with more feathers. And this woman, this alluring woman, is doing <laughs> sexy things that slowly transforms into a chicken. 
still as if it's like a strip tease. And Gonzo's like getting hard from it, and I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? So many furries were created that day. Honestly, I never used to think it was that weird that Gonzo likes to have sex with chickens. You know, it's fine. It's his thing. But then I saw this, and now I can't stop thinking about how fucking weird that is that he has sex with chickens. <laughs> Because they have to bring in the sexual element that he is sexually aroused by chickens. Yeah, now it's now it's fucked up, and it didn't used to be. It's strange that it didn't used to be still, but way to go, Disney. You ruined the Muppets. You ruined the Muppets. I don't know how they did it. Then Dorothy comes in, says he wants to be a star, and then he's like, all right, you got to get the eye from the Wicked Witch of the West. And they're like, okay. And they try to go there, and they get torn apart. And the Wicked Witch sings the song, The Witch is in the House. This TV special is mine, Kongsan, so you can leave! The silver shoes in the door, cause the diva's got the floor! The witch is in the house! I don't even know what to say to this. It's such a bad song. This was written by someone who has won awards for their music, are you sure? Are you sure there wasn't a second yes. writer for the songs? <clears throat> do you want me to do a dramatic reading of the lyrics? Absolutely. I think that that is something we should do. <laughs> I like that even on the lyrics site, it spells Mumpets. Muppets like Mumpets. <laughs> <laughs> Mumpets? There's only one room for one rock goddess in the Oz, and you've lost your bloom. Poor thing already uh, was. Pay attention. Listen to moi. This TV special is mine. Come sa. So you can leave the silver shoes at the door, because this diva's got the floor. This witch is in the house. This witch is in the house. This witch is in the house. This is my scene. This is my set. I may be gorgeous, but I'm bad as they get. You better run, because you ain't seen nothing this yet. This witch is in the house. This witch is in the house. This witch is in the house. So basically, this is genius writing. 10 out of 10. <laughs> There's no good songs in this whole thing. <laughs> Isn't that the worst part about it? There's <laughs> no good songs. Not only is there not very many songs, none of them are good. <laughs> okay, so I misspoke. Um, Michael Giacchino worked with Jenny Lurie, Adam Cohen, Deborah Frank, and Steve Hayes to write the songs. Okay. And it was nominated for a primetime Emmy, and it lost to Reefer Madness the Musical. Good. <laughs> so they get, uh, Dorothy gets kidnapped by the witch along with the Cowardly Lion. They defeat her by pouring, like, um, what was it, bottled water on her? Like, tap water on her. No, 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 no. They pour non-bottled water on her. So this, not only on top of all the things wrong with this show... Everything that they do, where they ruin the Muppets, they ruin Wizard of Oz, they ruin music, uh, they also are advocating for bottled water. Great fucking job, guys. Global warming is real now, okay? Because of this show. Because <laughs> of this show, landfills are filling up with bottles. Fuck you. This is, this is the worst thing ever to exist. No exaggerations. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't with you until you said no exaggeration. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt.
interrupt you guys, but today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a 30-day free trial membership and one free audiobook with your whatever. I don't care. I can't read. I'm, we're, we're talking about the Muppets, the Wizard of Oz. This is... <laughs> I can't even think straight. Go go to Audible and get a book. <laughs> Books are good. Books are good. Today we're recommending The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum, as narrated by Anne Hathaway. Because, you know, that is a better interpretation of this story than The Muppet Wizard of Oz. I mean, I think every interpretation of this story is a better interpretation than The Muppet Wizard of Oz. Return to Oz, it's better. Um... Legends Literally, of Oz yes. starring Leah Michelle. That's yep. better. Um, Oz the Great and Powerful. I don't know. That's another Disney Wizard of Oz thing. It's it's still it's still better. As... It's better. I mean, come on. It can't be worse. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stand James Franco though. It still can't be worse. All right, let's find out if it can be worse. Um, <laughs> let's get back to the show. Oh my god. I guess we kind of did the mid show right before the best part here. Um, but let's talk about the nightmares that you had when Miss Piggy melted. <laughs> so, they get the tap water all over Miss Piggy, and she's like, oh no, I'm melting. Wait, no, I'm getting skinny. Fat shaming on top of everything else. Bottled water advocacy. Ruining the Muppets. Ruining everything. Ruining music. Ruining my life. <laughs> Wait, we didn't even bring up Quentin Tarantino's random-ass cameo in this. Uh, I don't even remember it. What did he do? They're, like, Dorothy and the witch were about to fight, and then we just cut to Quentin Tarantino describing... Oh, right, the- yeah. Quentin Tarantino just describes a bunch of, like, really violent shit, and then they decide not to do any of it because it'd be too much money. Hilarious. Either way. And then a CGI monster <laughs> pops up when Miss Piggy transforms into mush. And it's horrifying, and she is obviously in agony. I I was a little bit fucked. Okay, so what happens next? Something, they go back to Oz. They got Dorothy the eye. Dorothy gets the eye. She has control of the flying monkeys because she loves slavery. Everyone loves slavery. Fuck it. Who cares? They're not even monkeys in this. They're bikers. So they're not even, like, animals. They're, they're actual, like, bikers, like, people. <laughs> this this film steals more from the fuck it the whiz film than it steals from like the actual Wizard of Oz. Yeah, are they bikers in that? Yeah. Fair enough, yeah. So she goes there, she sees the Wizard of Oz is not really a CGI sexy chicken, but Jeffrey Taymor. And honestly, I'd prefer the sexy chicken at that point. Who's that guy? He doesn't matter. He's a rapist. He graduated from my university, though. That's the only thing I know about him. And I remember after the allegations came about him, uh, out about him, they took down all of his pictures from the hallway. <laughs> they used to have a big mural with just his face, right? Like, he was uh, listed among, like, the other acting, like, people, and then they took him down (sighs) how the mighty have fallen maybe don't be an asshole either way um then he tries to get her on stage and she like performs in front of a paid audience like 1984 style and she's like this isn't real i just want to make it myself and go home and then she has to go you you know how the fucking story goes imagine the wizard of oz but bad then uh she goes home and the muppets call her up and she sings a song 
and it's just as bad as the first song and all the other songs. And then the thing ends. It it's out. It ends. It's over. Like in the Muppet canon, was this the last show that was performed at the Muppet Theater that is shut down and has to reopen in the Muppets 2011? Oh my god, it probably is. Maybe this is why the theater shuts down. (laughs) (laughs) This is a necessary prequel to the Muppets 2011. You have to watch this to make it make sense. Like, I don't understand how I understood Muppet 2011 before watching the Muppet Wizard of Oz. I didn't understand it. I was like, wait, the Muppet Theater's closed? I don't get it. Why? <laughs> uh, I think... This this is so bad. The worst parts of this are um, Pepe never dying, Dorothy never dying, um, the rest of the characters never dying, and, this and show the Passion is- of the Christ reference. What's your favorite part, Jess? My favorite part? (laughs) I know you chose those words very carefully. (laughs) And that makes me hate you even more. There's nothing to like here. What's your favorite part, Jess? When it ended. (laughs) That's that's not something you can say. If you say that, um, I'm going to assume that you like the ending musical number the best. I'm not going to lie. I probably like the Tin Man introduction scene because at least it is like building upon the universe ideas and making it its own. Like if I'm genuinely appreciating like craft, I'm like, OK, that's an idea. That's like the only funny thing they did in the whole thing. That's not even funny. It's just, oh, that was something. The only effective combination of the Muppets and Wizard of Oz is that part, I think. Yes, I agree. Like, usually when the Muppets do, like, a crossover like this, the Muppets still play themselves, kind of, right? Like, they still usually have the same character traits. Well, it's kind of like Kermit the Frog playing a role. In this, it doesn't even feel like that. Like, the Scarecrow is not Kermit. Like, he just keeps saying, I have no brain, but that doesn't even make sense. Like, it doesn't feel like something Kermit would ever say, or... Like, usually they cast them in a role that, like, fits them. Like, he works as Bob Cratchit. Yeah, exactly. He's not the Scarecrow. It doesn't make sense for him to be the Scarecrow. The only thing that does make sense is the Scarecrow uh, falls in love with one of the witches, which, as we know from Wicked, is accurate. Yes. Thank you. We were all thinking it, but somebody had the balls to say it. Okay. I want the Muppets Wicked. Like, if they ever make a film adaptation of Wicked, just put the Muppets in it. I will say that the Muppets Wizard of Oz is a concept that I thought would work. (laughs) 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 And it absolutely didn't. (laughs) At all. Andrew had faith and you took it for granted. Like, really, though? I mean, it seems like... Like, I've seen, like, the cover for this and it's like, oh, the Muppets are on the Yellow Brick Road and it's like, how does that not work? (laughs) Yep, I don't... They fucked it up, Andrew. They fucked it up bad. What's your cheese rating, Andrew, and overall thoughts? I thought we did overall thoughts first, then we did cheese rating. No. Fuck it, I don't care. This doesn't mean anything. You're you're the tin man. I'm the lion. I'm scared. Oh my goodness. Waka waka. Wait, no, that's you. (laughs) Okay, um, overall thoughts. This was the worst thing I've ever seen. After I watched this, I messaged Jess and said that this was the worst Muppets property and the worst Wizard of Oz property I've ever seen in my life. It is the worst thing we've ever watched on this show. Holy fucking hell, don't ever watch this 
ever. What are your overall thoughts, Jess? I thought it was really charming, and I think it would be really good for kids. Shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I thought the references to sexual material with a gonzo creature and a chicken was really an endearing moment. Um, I especially love the Quentin Tarantino cameo, because all kids, kids love Quentin Tarantino. And they also, they know who he is, and they can easily recognize him. <laughs> yes, he is not just some random balding dude with a lisp that talks really fast. Um, also, I love the reference that he makes to anime, um, because that's something that all kids watching Muppet Properties will understand. I masturbate to anime every day, so I felt that's like very it appealed true. to me. Yeah, I watch anime Girls Gone Wild. Um, while watching Passion of the Christ on a second screen, um, just to get extra hard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you ready for my cheese rating? Absolutely. Um, What's your cheese rating? Green Dirt Farm Fresh Nettle. Okay. Does it taste bad? I really hope so. If it's got a name Green Dirt Farm, fuck it. (laughs) Fuck it. Okay, my cheese rating is... I didn't think I was going to be this angry by the end of this. Honestly, I was like, oh, Weapon of Wizard of Oz, this will be fun. And here I am just actually fucking angry. Um, my cheese rating is, um, like, you have a party, and there's cheese, like, on a plate, and one of the pieces of cheese doesn't get eaten, and it gets thrown into the trash, and then it gets brought to the dump... And three years later, someone finds this piece of cheese and eats it. And that's my cheese rating. So you liked it. Um, Or maybe it's cheese made from the milk from Michael Eisner's nipple. On that note, today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our (laughs) listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash musicals with cheese and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a free title and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash musicals with cheese. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We could be found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all iTunes and like other stuff, podcast places at Musicals with Cheese. Follow us on Twitter at Cheesy Musicals. We're on Patreon at Musicals with Cheese. We're going to be doing a commentary on the musical Cats coming up. So you want to start donating on our Patreon. And I really hope it's better than this. Uh, <laughs> our Instagram is Musicals with Cheese. Our YouTube page is Musical Theater Lives. Shoot us an email at musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. Our title card is created by Jolene Casco. Is there anything else you want to say before you wrap it up, Andrew? Absolutely. Are, are any of us going to be buying anything on Amazon soon? Because if you are, use the link in the description for this episode to let us have some of that money. It doesn't cost you any extra. We just get part of the money. So we love you if you do it. Thank you. All right. That, that's it from us on Musicals of Cheese. I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And we never really do this sort of exit, but I guess we're doing it now. We're off to see the wizard. The, the wonderful, wonderful wizard of Oz. <laughs> see you next time, I guess. Let's do Munchkins, guys.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.